The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Everybody and welcome to my brother, my brother, me and advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. And I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. Mm, ooh, 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 have a nana? Have Amy, pretty, Coke. smart, smart. Love gorilla, Coke. gorilla, gorilla. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, it's certainly become clear to you by now. <laughs> we have. We have Dawn of the Planet of the Apes of the Fever. Uh, yeah, we're crazy for it. Uh, new picture coming out uh, this week. Got Andy Serkis as Caesar, of course, doing that mocap. Uh, Jason Clark is is here. Uh, Carrie Russell, Felicity, terrific. and monkeys in one movie. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Halfway through the movies, the monkey cut her hair. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I do have to... And I I hope this isn't sacrilege because we do all have monkey fever. How whack does your movie have to be before James Franco is like, sorry, I can't do that. And also I was in Spring Breakers. Like, mm. I can't get there with you for a sequel. We can't I, do this together. You want me to act with virtual monkeys? Okay. No, thank you. I'm going to go kick it with Vanessa Hudgens. No, thank you. A virtual Vanessa Hudgens. Virtual I, Vanessa Hudgens in Springberger. It's just, it's a man, it's a its a, a gaffer with a big bushy beard, and he's holding a tennis ball. And he's saying, Franco, look at the tennis ball and pretend it is <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens. touch it Hudgens. with your nose and get a treat. Touch it with your face. <laughs> it's Vanessa Hudgens' face. And Matt, when you see this tennis ball, hold on, let me get my Sharpie out. Okay, I've drawn a face on this. <laughs> okay, like this he's is not doing it. He's distracted. Hold on one second. Let me smear a little peanut butter on the tennis you ball. Smear a little bit? <laughs> go, All right. Franco, go. Franco. Yummy. Franco. Um, I gotta admit, I'm more. I have. I'm more excited about another film. I've got Boyhood Fever. Okay. Like Scarlet Fever. I would not go around loudly proclaiming that you have Boyhood. I have fever. Boyhood Fever. It's a oh, new no. Linklater film. It's a bold filmmaking experiment. It shows a boy, and they filmed him for like 11 or 13 years or something until he became basically a man. Griffin, uh, when you loudly proclaimed that you had boyhood fever, did you instantly grow a perfectly quaffed mustache? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Where is this tucked in, tucked in button-down shirt coming from? You can laugh if you want. If you hadn't heard of this movie, which I had until last night, apparently they shot uh, it over 12 years, so you see a boy becoming a man. In I just many said ways, that. In many ways, this podcast is our boyhood. It's our boyhood, sure. No, I, I was a I was, but a low unto a child, when when we started this thing. I was twenty two fucking years old. Can you imagine anybody that young ever? Nobody's but, ever been that young. And when you were a child, you goofed like a child. But I now, as like a man, a you've put away such childish goofs. The one, right. the only time I felt that young, I think, in recent memory, 
is when I was sitting in the theater for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and mm-hmm. I saw all my favorite characters, Zayas. all the classic monkeys returning for another uh, Chim Chim Caesar, uh, uh, the Monkey Grondo, King, Grondo, the strong one, Gronk. Gordito, um, Beaver, Bumblebee, Sun- Optimus <laughs> Primal. Um. <laughs> Banana oh boy, banana boy with an eye, and that's mm-hmm. not a monkey. That's like a ma- that was like a man that they kept around. Gorilla Grodd. I um, can't Magilla. wait. This movie's this movie's been getting great reviews. Uh, mm. It's ninety one percent fresh, and that doesn't even need any more debate. Uh, if you haven't seen a movie in a while and you've been looking for an opportunity, I don't even think you need to see the last one. You'll go ape for smart. it. You'll go ape for it. You will, Travis. That's funny because. Um, uh, in the title, uh-huh. the monkeys. I want to go. Please don't to, email us a. Ex- please, like telling us the difference. Do we fucking get it? That's the fucking joke. No, <laughs> that's the fucking joke. Do we need to take you to fucking? Do we need to give you a fucking comedy clinic right now? You piece of trash. That's the fucking. Wow, joke. we really t- we really turned on my, a dime there. About my science books and. Fuck you, that's the fucking, do you think, just go ahead, I love it when people are just like, oh, I don't know if they're being serious or not, so let's just assume the shittiest thing about them. There's a fucking joke. And Get you know off, what, let ugh. me give you a little secret about your science book. You know, people want to throw science books in our face all the time, constantly. Duck, you know, here comes another one. But here's the thing about that, that's going to be outdated in five years. It'll yeah. all be like, remember that last book? It was bullshit. We were lying about all of it. Here's the new shit. But this apes is and really monkeys, real. Apes and monkeys are the same thing. Look at the apes. They're just, they're bigger. And they're if just, we evolve from monkeys, why are there still monkeys? You know? Uh-oh. Uh, Pascadios. <laughs> we are disassembling science one step at a time, but we're helping you to rebuild your life. We'll uh, check back in at the end to knock down some more science. I promise you that all our advice will not be go see Planet of the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes in theaters this weekend. Which one is it? Rise is the first one, but I think that's confusing to me, right? Because Rise of the Planet of the Apes, it's not, and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is not the same. It should have been Dawn first. That's what always confuses me. You can't rise before the dawn. It's dawn and then rise. Why wasn't dawn first and then rise? It makes me very angry. I love these movies and I love this franchise and this is the only thing wrong with it so far. This is the only thing they've fucked up so far. The rest of the movie is like the best movie ever basically. Yeah, that yeah, the only thing I don't like about it. It's like if they made a sequel to Boyhood and called it Baby. <laughs> baby Babykins, a Richard Linklater film. Baby Genius. <laughs> did you see the geniuses? Did three. you see the new Richard Linklater Baby Geniuses? It's just two baby geniuses walking through the streets of Versailles, and one just of them's like dying, the, and mm-hmm. they're just one of them's about dying, and they're talking about together. the nature of life and death. And then, like, they'll take a break, and someone will like write them a poem below the Arc de Triomphe. Mm-hmm. And also, Ethan Hawke is there. I really Man, I want to see this movie now. I know. Really it's a want. fucking good movie. There was no Baby Geniuses 3. There was Super Babies, Super Baby Babies. Geniuses 2. And yeah. that's the one where they had a, a, a little person with a baby's face superimposed over their head as they danced. I did Ugh. not enjoy that scene. That was a troubling scene. But this is a troubling podcast, and we're going to try to untrouble you. We have time advice. for one and a half questions now. All right, yes. let's, let's spin it up. In a moment of weakness and lacking insight from the Brothers Wise, I agreed to let my nephew move into my basement. He's in a band. 
He pays no rent, eats all our food, leaves messes, and generally acts like a 14-year-old. How can I get him to pack up his bags and move away? That's from Carl, the grumpy old man in Lincoln, Nebraska. Is he 14 years old? That's a really good question. I don't understand how all this lines up. Okay, there's a, if he's 32, yeah. this is a much different question than if he's like 19. You know, it, it's so rare that you get to, to do something nice for somebody like this. You you could I could connive a few ways for you to get rid of them. You know, like I mean, there's fake ghosts, fake mm-hmm. haunting. The basement's that's exactly haunted. That's easy. Uh, you flooding. could gaslight them. Gaslight them. That's another just one. every day. Remove one article of something from their room and put it like in storage, or move it to an apartment. This is gonna be a really long term plan, but like just mm-hmm. one sock, you know, on Monday, and then like. A, a CD on Tuesday and just slowly move them out of the house. Can you start an even louder band on the top floor? Do you know what I mean? Like if he's, if he's rocking all day and night on his, his strat, then maybe you buy an even bigger Marshall stack, point that towards the ground and just start like laying down some like kidney stone rattling bass riffs. Oh, I love this. And if whatever their band is called, you call your band that, but bigger. Right, so yeah. if his band is Perfect Death, it was like, we're Perfect or Death. Err. Err. Uh, we're more Perfect Death. And then you get incredibly popular. You buy oh. him his own house there behind your house. Oh, You're no, going to have to entourage this shit. Why would you want it? If you went through all the trouble of buying him another house, mm-hmm. you don't to have get enough him money f- to buy another plot of land. So you can only build him a small dollhouse in your. Plus, in, you still love him. You don't want him to be. You too love far him. Away. You don't want to be too far away. Plus, but you, you will have you will have a witch cast a spell on him to make <laughs> him little enough to live in a dollhouse. Basically, this is this is called the candor. Is what is what we have. You put him in a bottle city that you mm-hmm. keep in your den. Why have you not told him to stop being a dipshit? Yeah. I mean, life has to tell you that. You know, the guy who owns your house gets to tell you that. I'm pretty sure. Like our dad always told us when we were being idiots, you're his dad now because you own his ha- you own the house. Correct. He lives in. Have you never seen right like any sitcom in which like a non-direct family member or friend moves in? You you now are responsible for them like a parent. That's what the you, Matthews did for Corey. Oh, sorry, Sean. <laughs> Corey was their son. Or like in in uh, Step by Step, I believe it was Cody, and then Flash. You gotta treat even, them like even you're, better. They're your child. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. There you go. You've got you're the Uncle Phil to his uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You got to Uncle Phil him with your love. But Uncle you kind of want to have him grow. Sounds sounds to me like you want to DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what you. Okay, this is the conversation you sit down and say you need to make a decision right now. Are you going to be my Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Are you going to be my DJ Jazzy Jeff? I'm I can and if he doesn't get the either. reference, out he goes. Out, out he goes. goes. He's obviously a Jeff. This is what I'm saying. It, it is. Will Smith, the I think Fresh Will was his name just Will in the show. It yeah. was. Yeah, that's some bullshit. He couldn't. It was he couldn't Will, remember it any was other William characters. William Inium. That was his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Inium represented a, a pretty tremendous. You go back and watch that show. Pretty tremendous amount of character growth. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. throughout the run of Fresh Prince, DJ Jazzy was was almost belligerently stagnant. <laughs> well, to be fair, he was thrown on his head several times, <laughs> right? So, I mean, I there definitely is a physiological element to it. I'm just saying that DJ Jazzy by the end in the series finale, they're like, "We're going to go to college now," and he was like, "I just want to party all night long," 
and then he puts on Lionel Richie's all night long because he's like fucking stuck. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. He has not. He has no opportunity he, for. He that. has nothing. Also, did he ever DJ on that show? Fucking once ever. I don't, ever. I don't think so. I believe he did. There is a an episode in which Will rents out the house for a music video, and I believe DJ Jazzy Jeff sneaks in and he's doing a little mixing on the old okay. ones and twos. That's fun. It That's a fun. fun. That's a fun episode. How Not- how frustrating must it be to be a genuine like actual musical artist, but for a, a generation of white people, you are that guy that got thrown out of the house. <laughs> like no, I I had like a whole career before this. You got oh god damn it. And before um, we get right in, I just remembered that I believe it was uh, not Will that rented out the house. He was trying to stop it from happening. In fact, Carlton rented out the house. Uh, that seems trying. not like Carlton. <sighs> See, now I was that, was that the same break. episode? Was that the same episode where Carlton bought a gun? <laughs> That's a good one. Dude, that was a real good one. That was Carlton's like Breaking Bad, the entire series in one episode for him. The best episode, I think, is the one where Will has to convince Carlton that racism exists. Did you guys ever see I do it? remember he that, driving, yeah. He was driving slowly and he got pulled over and he thought it's because he was driving so slowly and Will Smith is like, no, racism exists and it blows Carlton's mind because he's never experienced it before in his life. <laughs> no, that's like a, that's not like a fun, that's not like a laugh a minute episode. <laughs> that's not, like a, it goes like really hard. It's it actually hard pretty, heavy. they go fucking hard on that show. We give that show I'm shit. I'm just saying that we like goof. These, we He's, goof about that show because it's called Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and there's a character on it called DJ Jazzy <laughs> Jeff. They tackle some fucking heady, heady subjects. There's an amazing episode in which Will goes off about, like, his dad leave it. It's, oh, yeah. Will yeah. rock you to your very core. Yeah. Uh, y'all want a Yahoo? Yeah. Uh, this Yahoo was sent in by level 165 Yahoo Shaman Diamond member Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew Davenport. It's by Yahoo Answers. I feel user. like he needs a rebrand. Maybe double just, D. Maybe double just D. Double D or the Drew. The Drew. Thank you, the Drew. It's by Yahoo Answers user the Walrus, who asks how to lose weight in my nipples. I was fat, <laughs> and, and now I'm not fat, but my nipples are still fat, and they are in quote. Hershey's Kiss nipples. First of all, you need to rebrand, because if you lost the weight, you shouldn't be going by the walrus anymore. What are you doing to yourself? Well, no, now it's like, now he changes up those expectations. Oh, I see. You hear the walrus coming, and in walks a really felt man with, like, huge nipples you can see through his blouse. Crazy big nips. Huge nips. And we're not even talking about, like... Wait, are we sure this is a man? I mean, the walrus. Okay. Oh, okay, wait, hold on. Walry can also be female. <laughs> they have to reproduce. That's a good point, Travis. Yeah, I guess you really undid me. You really unspooled my logic there. I think... You... Either way, I think we can talk about this in a gender... Gen- well, I mean, we can talk about anything in a gender-neutral sense. I think you... Oh, no. we- Imagine, like, I- I'm having a hard time visualizing these nips. Okay. I'm not... And I'm usually super. <laughs> Me I'm usually super I've been practicing. I've been practicing for this day since I was twelve. <laughs> what I'm saying is, given the least I, amount of information, I get perfectly big. I had a good. About. I had a good decade long run of trying to imagine what nipples look like. <laughs> so I'm. I am well acquainted. Are we talking about like plump tipples? 
tipples? They literally say Hershey Kisses. Imagine Hershey Kisses with bumps on them. I'm so we're talking about so talking with about, pieces of paper sticking out the end. We're talking about areolas that are elevated somehow. They are they are topographical. They just don't right. quit. <laughs> Can't. They don't. They can quit. Can we please approach this with a more clinical? <laughs> These are sense. all medical terms. I'm afraid you got Hershey Kiss tipples that just don't quit itis. <laughs> We'll probably have to put you in some kind terminal. of, I don't know, sanitarium. Yeah. Here's one thing I know. There's a fetish for everything. I guess. You just got to find that one person that loves that look. Cannot get enough. I bet there's a whole Oh, excuse website. me, madam. I see that you have a uh, grocery cart just full of bags of Hershey Kisses. <laughs> well, well, you in for a treat. Do I have a treat for you? There's a part of my body that looks like that? Would you like to enjoy it? There's a whole subside on Brazzers that's just that's just Hershey nipples. I don't. What are you talking about? Is on like porn thing? There's like another tab just for Hershey nipples. You mean YouTube? You no, no. You can't find this oh. kind of stuff on YouTube. Oh, Prince Griffin. How do you? Are there? Is there like a? Is there like a Kegels? Is there like a shirt level Kegels? <laughs> Is there, a, is there a torso-based Kegel regimen? I think, it, yeah, I think it's called like push-ups, right? But those aren't going to affect the sinews, <laughs> the, right? The, the treble sinews. Well, here, here's up. what it is: it's a long-term commitment because what you have to do is stand there and with two fingers of each hand just push as hard as you can. <gasps> Get back like, in there! It's like 12 hours a day for like a year. <laughs> Please get back in me. <laughs> and do say that you have this vocalization too. You yeah. have to visualize smaller get nipples. Because if in you my miss chest. a day or do it for like 11 and a half hours, it you, actually gets worse. It, you exacerbate the issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. They're going to come back in greater numbers. Could you cut? Uh, all right. When I cut my finger, it mm -hmm. heals, right? Yes. Yeah. Could you cut your nipples off and hope that and hope no, that you're better absolutely nipples correct. grow you back? You have to inject yourself with some lizard DNA first. Okay. Ah, uh, now I have lizard nipples. Great. Well, that's the wonderful. Catch. And then you have to commit crimes. That's now a I have to power. do a crime. Perfect. Um, the, no. Mm. Mm. You can probably tuck them. It's probably some sort of tucking maneuver there. Like fold them, fold them over. Depends on if they're functional or not. Depend. I guess it does depend on like if you ever want to get anything from these nipples. The solution is probably gonna be different. Then you probably will want to go more homeopathic. Um, if they are, if you're like cool with them just being more um, ornamentary, then. Then you can really, uh, I mean, take your pick. Take Could your you have a wizard paint a painting of you in which the nipples of the painting get bigger Are as yours gets smaller? Yeah. Mm. And but you then, have to put it into the attic and never look at it because look at those gross nipples. Yeah, but I mean, then <laughs> you could gross. have. Yeah. Then you could just have like a couple little garbanzo beans down there. Well, if you let that spell get out of twist, control. Because it just keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Oh, until they disappear. Mm -hmm. That's what the original draft of Thinner was. Mm -hmm. You hit my niece with your car. Little do you know. <laughs> She'll be fine, but just as a little she, thing to make you feel bad. No, she's no dead. Nipples. Oh, no, she's, she's dead. So I'm going to lay upon you the most bodacious gypsy magic. 
I just started dating a 24-year-old guy. I'm 34. He's super sweet. We have just enough in common and not that it's fun and interesting getting to know each other. He stays at my place a couple times a week and asks for a key to my place. I glossed over it, but I'm sure it will come up again soon. How do I handle this without making him feel bad? That's from Aged in Astoria. So I'm guessing um, you the bad say, feelings. <laughs> you didn't say that you don't want to give him a key. Yeah. I'm assuming that's implied. That's a pretty good... If that solution were available to us, we would hope that you would disclose that. Uh, so here's... Uh, Sometimes the ambiguity of, of word, like when you say you just started dating him, but then you say he stays over a couple times a week. So it's been enough weeks that it's formed a pattern. Are we talking like a month, two months, six months? Like if you just started dating and it's less than a month, by, by all means, no. no. That's crazy. I mean, Don't give him a key. The only sort of chronological like measurement we have is that they say that they just started dating him yeah so so no that's no 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 because like listen everybody i love new york is a tremendous city full of bright lights and big people i heart ny i do um it's everybody there's on some sort of chase or some sort of grind or some sort of groove or some sort of Mystery. Mystery. um, By which I mean that a lot of them will just take your shit. Yep. If you let them into your place and you don't pay attention for a second, and they're they're on that grind too hard, you can just, your your new uh, Keurig is like their Keurig now. 24 is so so young, he might as well be one of Fagan's boys. You might be dating the Artful Dodger. That's Are you ready for this? I just figured out how I handled this situation. Oh, see, I had a good one too, but let me hear yours and see if it's as good as mine. Okay. Because mine's great. If he brings it up again, you tell him that the landlord, landlord asks you won't not ma- to make, let you make a copy. Yes! You two. I wish I had. God, I wish I could be your brother someday. <laughs> I wish I just had like that brotherly link. That because you two have. here's the best thing about it. If in the future you decide you do want to give him one, you the can landlord changes that mind. In. You say like, "Listen, I really fought the landlord on it, and I convinced him to let me do I this would for do you." Anything for Boom. Love. Yeah, no, that's and the great thing about that is that you can continue to use this fictional landlord throughout your relationship. Yeah, yeah. sorry, he told me not to said, buy you an anniversary present. The landlord said I had to be. <laughs> the landlord said I had to be big spoon. I don't know. Landlord said I should finish the milk and not replace it. He said it's a city code thing. I don't know. The only the way, question. The landlord said the only way I can not get evicted is if you do mouth stuff to me. It's a weird thing. And I don't know how we could even prove that it happened. I actually am thinking about bird. breaking my lease because he is, this is very This nice. is really, but no, if you insist. <laughs> now, but okay. So now that we've solved the problem for you, the question I have about it is, is there times that he's spending in your apartment that you're not there? Because if not, it's kind of a non-issue, right? Like, as long as you're always there, why does he even need a key? Yeah, why has he got to be there that you're not there? That's what I don't like. That's what's implicit with the key issue. Yes, I think the only time that that giving someone a key, that's it. there's a reason that in, like, sitcoms and movies, it's always such a big step. Because it is, and it's way bigger than I think people make it out to be these days. Yeah. But, like, there's a big difference between someone who's basically living with you and someone who is living with you. Right. No. And giving them the key is saying, like, hey, you're living with me now. 
It's, it's an important boundary. When you it's, ask, it's a, let me ask you a question. When you ask him where he's living, does he mm-hmm. give oddly vague answers? <laughs> sort of like you uptown, know, uptown, sort of here and there kind of kind of answers. I'm kind of a, a citizen of the world. Kind of a citizen of the world. Does his breath always smell like beans? <laughs> Don't no. Um, I'm not saying he's homeless. I'm saying he's a hobo. There's a he's big a free difference. spirit. He's a rail rider. A rail rider. Exactly. He's a whale rider. He's a whale rider. An adventurous he, whale rider. Any port in a storm, though. With these a guys. hobo of the seas. A hobo. <laughs> sea hobo. <laughs> Oof. I mean, it's supposed to be an important boundary. Yeah. Like, I, I, Rachel doesn't even have a key to my car. I don't know what she's <laughs> gonna. I don't know what she's gonna do with that thing. I don't trust her. Yeah, it, you know, it's one of those, there are questions, and there are probably other ones that I'm just not thinking of right now, but, like, there are things that should never be asked. They can only be offered, because there's so, it's such an imbalance yeah. of power, mm-hmm. right? It's not like, can we move in together? Because I think that's a sacrifice from two people, like, looking to make a decision together. Can sure. I have a key to your place is, like, that is, I have nothing to lose and you have everything to lose because if you look at every relationship that's ever happened in the history of the earth no one at a month in thought i bet this guy would take my tv mm-hmm. i bet i bet this is the kind of guy that would poop on my floor and then leave. I, you know i i had a roommate once and her her boyfriend i every so often i would like come out of my room and find her boyfriend there to find out that she was not home and he was just there hanging out in our living room and like hanging out at our house. No, and they've like been he. dating they've been dating about 3 or 4 weeks at this point. And later, after they broke up, I I said, "So why was he around so much?" In her response, "Oh, his mom kicked him out because he sold their electronics for drugs." Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. cool. And this cool. is the dude that we just like had in our home. So here's the thing, is like even like you don't know this dude. You don't know him that well. And even if you do, there's no rush to this. Like, if he needs to hang out at your place, that's a much different discussion than to have constant access to it all the time, no matter what, no questions asked. Happy, you know what I mean? Happy we could help there. We seem very helpful. Yeah, just lie, I guess. How just about lie, a, I guess. How about another Yahoo? Uh, if you're sure. We got a lot of good questions, too, though. It's up to yeah. you. Um, Not like your shitty Yahoo's. Well, I don't know why we have to be so combative about it all of a sudden. I mean, I'm just saying that real questions are better. Just don't let me... How about just like a quick Yahoo, just a quick thinker? We don't even actually have to talk about it. I just want to sort of project this into the consciousness of America. Just like an amuse-bouche. I just want to amuse-bouche this into the hearts and minds of the real America. (laughs) This is a fucking amusing bouche. And if, if you're a part of real America, you know that I'm talking to you. You know what I mean? Yes. Amuse our bouche. I didn't write down who gave it to us. Oh, it was, of course, Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew Davenport. Uh, Yahoo Answers user Zaneda asks, and again, let's just, like, let's make an agreement right now that we won't address this. I'll just say it and then project it into the minds mm-hmm. of, of, of the real America, and then we'll move on. Um, but how does cat dog go to the bathroom? <laughs> does it come out of one of their mouths or something? So that's just out there now. Now it's in the sphere. Now it's in the ether. And... People can, you know, digest that and discuss Talk about it. it on our Reddit. Um, just, like, sort of put it out there. Here's a, here is another one by Drew Davenport, though. It's by Yahoo Answers user Rachel, who asks, Fast and Furious Party? 
I'm having a party for 18-year-olds and can't think on what I can do for it. They all have their own character to be, like for the night, but can't think of what else there is to do. I don't want the drugs side of it because we are all not like that. Uh, so has anyone got any ideas on what I can do? So we're talking about a themed... Okay, first, I want to say I have seen at least four Fast and Furious movies. Okay. Drug use does not play into these movies. Not in a significant way. Wait not a in minute. any way that's, like, played up and addressed. Wait a minute, party, party thrower. Is it possible you haven't seen the Fast and Furious movies? <laughs> because if so, that would make this much more difficult. Because here's the key thing about these movies. It's driving cars. So unless you're driving cars inside this party... You're pretty much just people dressed in like tank tops. I mean, it's not all. You are selling these. You are you are doing these movies at a tremendous discredit. Oh no, they're awesome. No, no, no. But I'm saying that there is a lot of human drama taking place not behind the wheel of the car, mm-hmm. not anywhere near a car, away from cars is what I'm saying. They they are non-car related. Non-car related friendships, loss, like motorcycles, relationships, tanks. Helicopters. Helicopters. Jet skis. Four by fours. Four wheelers. You should just come as a Tokyo Drift character and say, fuck everybody else. Fuck all y'all. This is the best flick in the franchise. Y'all don't even realize it. It's a a future. I don't know. A a post-quel. Yeah. It's not even a sequel. Every other Fast and Furious movie is a prequel to Tokyo Drift. It's all leading up. It's all building up to the... Fast 7 is a sequel to Tokyo Drift. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Because Tokyo Drift is set in, like, 2015. You're making shit up It's set in 2015? Like, that's some future destination? Well, when it came out in, like, 1999. Come with us into the world of of 2015. Your Mitsubishi still has wheels? I guess. (laughs) All right. Come on my hover, Mitsubishi. Uh... There's a. <laughs> I just looked at the Wikipedia page for Fast and Furious, and there's a bit about future, like what the future of the franchise would be. And the very first line is, Vin Diesel indicated that he loves Fast and Furious Seven. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> what what precisely would, would you know? What I'm gonna go, first, folks. You know what I'm gonna go on the record here. I like this movie. <laughs> that was a really solid Vin Diesel. It's I'm gonna go picture. on the record here and say I like this film that I did. No I did a film, room. and it's uh, it's pretty great. Um, Your Tokyo Drift, not bad actually. Can we talk? Thank you. Can we talk though about? Because this is literally, I, I have, I am always thinking about Fast and Furious movies. It's like my power jam in my uh-huh. head. It's not like a little song I sing to myself. It's just I think about those movies, and it makes me like fucking psyched. Um, but we do need to talk about Tokyo Drift because I've never really thought about this before in my life. Imagine. If there was a series of skateboard films, a mm-hmm. series of skating films, and one of the films they did was just called Skater Boys 4 Jumping. And it was about <laughs> now it and it was about like a sect of Australia skate- jumping. It was about a sect of skateboarders who have now realized that they can get these goddamn things off the ground. It's talking, it's the feature, the, the star of Fast Fear 3, mm-hmm. Tokyo Drift, 
was not whatever that that hillbilly was that they cast in the lead role instead of the beautiful angelic Paul Walker the soon to be deified the soon to be deified deified Paul Walker Walker. who had a limited amount of acting time on this earth and they fucking squandered it and gave it to that fucking hillbilly I do have a serious question that just to interrupt real quick if anybody knows this please let me know because I've never seen Tokyo Drift is that character supposed to be Paul Walker's character's no. son? No, no, because no. they no have relation. a baby in like six. No, no relation. No. no relation. You are trying to build a a, a connection, a thread that does not a through line. That, Just that does not like exist. Fan fi- that can be your side fiction. That can be your uh, your uh, Ferris Bueller doesn't exist. I'm like saying. Ah, alternate theory. I, I'm saying the hillbilly oh, like hack. Andy's mom. Andy's mom right. owned the guy from Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying the hillbilly hack who starred in that movie, was not the star of the movie. The star of that movie was a thing you can do with cars. <laughs> it's like if they did Fast and the Furious 5. Fast breaking. And then it was all about fast breaking. And then they made Fast and the Furious 6 reverse driving. Well, what they blew it on is what they should have done is at the end, well, maybe they still will. At the end of Fast 7, a car drifts and somebody goes, hold on. <laughs> Wait I think they've second. got something there. It would be I'm going like to go a, develop this technology in Japan. It would be like if in the movie Burger Time series, Burger Time 4 was just called Ketchup. And yes. at the beginning of the movie, Flipping. someone like, like stepped on a tomato and poured some vinegar on it accidentally. Yeah. And it was like, the game's unchanged. Yeah. Here's your burger. You ain't got no ketchup? And then that would be Chris Tucker. <laughs> was that Chris Tucker? Chris <laughs> Tucker? <laughs> In the movie, Burger Time 4 Ketchup, is Chris Tucker the star of that film, or is it more of a cameo? <laughs> Don't you know about condiments? Chris, get over here. Yeah. Um, that movie, it really is all about drifting. I don't know if you've seen Tokyo Drift, but it really is like they're racing in parking garages. And he, like, busts his whip the fuck up, because he's trying to get up those spins, like, through regular acceleration means. I I wish I could be in the pitch meeting for that movie, where they said, like, hey, you know how much people love Fast and the Furious, and then the sequel, Fast and the Furious 2? Well, I've got another idea for a Fast and the Furious movie. Here's the twist. It has nothing to do with those other Fast and the Furious movies. Somebody just drives a car real fast and slides into things. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. How much you want? I, and can I Let say you. something? Can I say something perhaps contentious? Pretty fucking tight movie. What? How does it compare? Do you like it better than your base? Fast it lacks and the bombast of Fast Five and Fast Six onward. Does it um, have? Okay. Does it have a buddy? Yes. Um, feel yes. to it on the same level of Walker and Diesel? There will never be another buddy feel like that buddy feel. <laughs> okay. God took it away from us. Thanks, God. I've lived my whole life for you, and this is how you do me. <laughs> I was so excited about the triumvirate of Diesel, Walker, and Rock. Yeah, we were all pretty fucking excited about it. And God was like, oh, nope, nope, this is too cool. They're not ready for this. It's too cool. Pluck. Let me just get that real quick. Forest time. It's this fucking is, a shame. Uh, this is too cool. This was supposed to be the last thing they ever did. We can't let them get here yet. Let me just pull up. <laughs> this is the end of humanity. This Shit. Is, this is supposed to be the uh, the big finale. Are they making a Bill and Ted's 3? They've yeah. been talking about it forever, but whatever. In this one, I want them to travel to heaven again and get Paul Walker and bring him back. They, I mean, that's not how movies work. Can we go to my zone? <laughs> I'm so fucking mad. I know. It's just like... I'm not, this isn't like a goof. This isn't like a goof thing that I do where I talk about, oh, aren't celebrities weird? It's like, 
I'm fucking mad. To to say nothing of the fact that, and and I feel like we kind of gave God a pass on this when it happened, but like, God took one of the Deedles. He took half of the Deedles from us, as if this wound. The only still functioning Deedle. (laughs) (laughs) The only Deedle who is still an active Deedle. Shit. This how you do me. Oh my God. Fucking Fast and the Furious Deedles crossover. Other Deedle rolls. I mean, we can't. Sorry about my brother. You can't now. But what I'm here to about? take over. It's all in the Deedleverse. You see Paul Walker and Steve Van Warmer together, you think Deedles. You see Steve Van Warmer by himself, and he's Ste- and it's, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> I have partial face blindness that only extends to Steve Van Warmer, not in the presence of Paul Walker, which is to say forever now. Thank you, God. Do appreciate you killing one of the Deedles. Not at all. What a jerk. <laughs> great, a, great A job up there. Great A job. They didn't even make two. They didn't make Deedles two. Big bad Deedleborgs. <laughs> By the way, big bad Deedleborgs would have been the fucking sweetest. <laughs> Fast eight, big bad Deedleborgs. They find they get armor. <laughs> I mean, it would be called Fast and the Furious. No number, armor boys. And then it would be about armor. And But here's the problem. We couldn't have Paul Walker and that other fuck you just said in the picture. It would have to be some another hillbilly hick, another piece of sh- garbage actor that's not Paul Walker. Waste, uh, fucking fuck it. Fuck, just do the money zone. Surf Wyoming. Damn it. Guys, coding is the most desired job skill <laughs> Um, Surfing is not. You Coming have like is. so. Let's like go. Let's let's go behind the curtain here. Well, I want to talk about one one HTML. Like, okay. I tell no, you, let me give you the the big pitch. It's the easiest way to learn code to build websites. You do thirty minutes a day for thirty days, and you'll build an actual website starting from day one. You'll be welcomed into a community also of twelve thousand other students who are learning online. So um, you want to go inside something, Griffin. You've been doing this. You've you've actually been. I have been. You've doing been this. doing. This. I signed up. It is it is extremely reasonable for the the one month class. I'm taking HTML, uh, the one month HTML course. Does that cover cascading style sheets as well? There is some CSS in there. Yes. Uh, so the way it works is actually really good for me, for my like way of doing stuff. Is that you watch a video basically in one window. And then in an, uh, in another window, in sort of the the HTML editor, you mm-hmm. code along with what they're doing. And after oh, the good. like the first few lessons, like I had actually like I had a functioning website. I literally I work on the internet. I I I, am the managing editor of a website. And after one week of this course, I think I understand, it, uh, like exponentially exponentially more, yeah. more ab- about this entire process. And like I have designed my own website now as part of the project like that's how it that's how it ends at the end of the first week is you making your own website they kind of put you and and i felt like comfortable doing that at least having like a a, a, enough of vocabulary honestly the biggest problem i have with this this class is not doing more than one day's worth of classes in in a sitting because it's really it's intoxicating yeah Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun and i'm really enjoying it you can enroll at one month.com slash my brother and they're going to give you 25 percent off so you could have like a whole new skill in 30 minutes a day for 30 days and even that's not like like i i have 
a, a huge, much better understanding of HTML. Like after a week, I understand so much more, and it's a lot of fun to do. Uh, and you can get a 25% discount from us. So uh, go to one month.com slash my brother and uh, go go learn yourself a, a new skill. Um, while you're doing that, you're going to have one key hand on the keyboard, rattling out functions, rattling out um, transistors mm-hmm. and and like functions and stuff. And your other hand is going to be is going to be wrist deep in a sweet bag of oh i don't know baked sweet potato fries peanut butter nom noms or dark coca almonds because you're going to become a nature box subscriber if you aren't already one we're this talking about I, this is something i want to okay sometimes we sell things and like you need to start doing this you're already snacking no yeah like, you're snacking. this isn't a thing we're asking you to do we're asking you to revolutionize it. we're asking you to uh Get I got. Snack game right. I got some. They they have uh, a few new recommendations. They have cinnamon sugar corn kernels, sort of like uh, in the corn nuts vein, but like sweet and crunchy. Fuck They're, yeah! It's like really good. And then there's a. What else did we get? Chocolate quinoa granola. <gasps> yeah, you, I still don't understand the the structure of that snack. You it's, eat that with a spoon? You know what I do? I crumble it onto my uh, yogurt. You crazy I, motherfucker! I know. I'm I'm against the grain. Change the game. Um, yeah, uh, um, and Sydney likes it on her ice cream, so that's that's mm. how we do. Um, that sounds really good. Now it uh, won't make your ice cream healthy. It doesn't work. No, like that. not like that. It's not. It no, makes no alchemical it properties out. to it. About it doesn't do that either. Um, but it is tasty. Go to naturebox.com. We're gonna get you fifty percent off your your month's first box. Uh, just go to naturebox.com slash my brother, all one word, naturebox.com slash my brother, and uh, you're gonna get a healthy treat for half a more say, than I, any other more than any other product we advertise in the show, people get on board with uh, Naturebox. Um, maybe maybe not more than any other, but but it's certainly up there. And uh, we see a ton of pictures of people getting them and very much enjoying them. Yeah, yeah. it's it's so great too when everybody uh, uh, tweets about you know that they are on that uh, Nature Box tip because of us and it makes us feel good and it also shows our advertisers how much power we wield. So the, thank you everybody for the that. crazy like we shouldn't. No one man should have all this power, especially when there's just like three fucks that like yeah, just three chuckle fucks, just like chuckle fucking their way through life on a wing and a prayer. Actually, um, a one month HTML tweeted at me. After I, I said I'd started the program, and they said, you're doing great, Justin. I guess Griffin was wrong about you being a chuckle fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Um, I have a message for Arjuna. You think that's how that's said? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I like it. Or Arjuna. Is it a hard Arjuna. J? I think it's soft J, Arjuna. Okay. Arjuna Logan Young uh, from David and Will, who say, hey, it's your birthday, you big, beautiful bitch. I'm so sorry that I said that out loud to you, about you. But I didn't. We'll read anything. I'll read it. I'll say whatever. But um, David, that was David and Will. So just like imagine, I'll say it in like a different. It sounded more like David than Will. Yeah, that's more of a David vibe for sure. I'm gonna do a different voice so nobody can like take this and put it in like uh, nobody can like splice it. You know what I mean? And make it sound Uh like I'm calling somebody a bitch because I never would. I don't use that word ever. Okay. Um, Hey, it's your birthday, you big beautiful bitch. No, that feels weird. You are finally fulfilling your lifelong goal of being a part-time stripper, and the only thing that can make your life better is having the Mac- Brothers McElroy 
judge your life choices. We love you. Happy birthday. P.S. We hope they had fun trying to pronounce your name. Yeah, I mean, you, you did get us on that one. You did pull, you You've did pull a, a fast well, one. What we do not do here is judge. No, especially people's life choices. Like, we, we're over that face. We're, um... Good for you. Enjoy stripping. Do you guys sometimes feel like you're more sensitive Better. than, like, other people that you know because of this podcast where we have learned how to just, like, fucking be, you know? Yeah. I don't think we were good at just, like, being before we started this show. Just do you, you know? Mm-hmm. JK, JK living, Arjuna. That's what I say. You want to be a stripper? Fuck it. Do it. JK Rowling. JK Rowling, Arjuna. Do it. Do it. This next message for Elliot. It's from Matt happy Hall. Bir- happy birthday, Arjuna. And uh, this next message is for Elliot. It's from Matt Hall. <laughs> this is and probably I the best. Wanna, I don't want to like put too much uh, 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 pressure on this message. But of all the personal messages we've ever read on the show, this one is my favorite. Oh, wow. Sometimes people will write one um, and they'll like go over their character limit. So to like cut short or yeah. they'll try to like put too much in and it gets really confusing. <laughs> I feel like Matt has nailed it. And Matt says, thanks for vibing it and keeping it tight. If you need me, I'm on my mobile. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. Full stop. I'm fucking uncomfortable with the funniest thing that has been said on this episode so far. Being authored by somebody who isn't us. It's the best. <laughs> like, please, people, concision. I that I look look at how well you don't Matt even Hall need to done. know what occasion this is for. And do you know like, what that hey, is? Good job. This is Peace. almost. I like it almost as a like a fungible measurement of Elliot. You got three hundred and fifty characters for your for your hundo bucks. Is it a hundo bucks? Uh, hundo fifty, but who knows? Who knows? It's in that range. Uh, you can you can get a message on the show maximumfun.org slash Um for your money. You only use maybe twenty five percent of your allotted characters, so that's you saying that's you like pissing that money away because you fucking got it to piss, and I love that style. That's a big that's a big move. So that's a big bold I, I don't style. know what to reiterate here. Happy life, happy vibing. Such a you're sweet fucking friend. doing it every day. Yeah, I love it. You're crushing it, Elliot. Apparently, if thank you for vibing and keeping it tight. <laughs> if you need me, I'm on my mobile. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I also like people paying a hundred dollars to, to communicate benign messages to each other. <laughs> I did too. Okay, on your way home, bring home some milk. Thanks, McElroy's. Here's a C note. Especially when uh, it is next available. So he's just on his mobile. <laughs> he, said, he said, "I want to tell this pointless message to my friend in a month and a half for a hundred dollars." It's like we're like we've invented a new like. We're, we've like developed this new communications app. It's it's like the new Snapchat, except it's the shittiest imaginable. And it costs you a like, ton of money. It costs yeah, a ton of money. And people are crazy. And you have no idea when it's going to happen. It's like happen. worse than the Pony Express. Hey, feeling lonely? My name's Jesse Thorne. My name's Jordan Morris. Do you want to listen to a program where two good friends get intimate with amazing guests like Maria Bamford, Rob Corddry, and other comedy superstars? Jordan Jesse Go is here for you. Every week we'll spill our guts for you and then make some jokes. Jordan Jesse Go, free at MaximumFun.org. A celebrity couple just moved in literally across the hall from my girlfriend and I. 
We met only the husband, who we didn't recognize at first, but he looked familiar, and after telling us he worked in entertainment, we looked him up on IMDb. Turns out he's married to someone very famous and an actress, and both my girlfriend and I really like. How do we acknowledge we are fans of their work without coming off as creepy from Anxious in Atlanta? How could you do this to me? How could you write a question like that and not, and not say who it is? What in the fuck? Ugh. Are you protecting their anonymity? We don't know who you are. I want to tell you guys... This, is, I found, uh, listen, look at this. Yahoo Answers has provided a service to me. Yahoo Answers has provided value to me as a person. Here's the question, which celebrities live in Atlanta, okay? Now, this was answered six years ago by Spider-Man 7086, so, uh, 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 X. So, um, it may not be current, but let me hit you with some of the people it could be that this person has seen in Atlanta. I live in Atlanta, okay. and so far, I've seen okay. the Ying Yang twins. Pro mm, probably not. No. They are married to each other. <laughs> not in Georgia, Fact. they aren't. Lil John and the hey. Side Boys. Hey, little girl, let me whisper in your ear. Can you please walk the dog and on your way home get some orange juice? I love you. <laughs> Lil John and the East Side Boys. Mm-hmm. All of them married to each other. <laughs> now you could go. You could go knock on Little John's door and just say, hey, "Little John, turn down for what? Uh, the what in this case is you live across the hall from me. Please turn it down." And I've got an important meeting in the morning, and I just really need to. Catch so that is what? a crazy crumping dude just like crashed through my ceiling, <laughs> and somehow I feel like you are the one to blame. So turn down, please. Please do turn down for this. For this, this is the this is the cause. Uh, Usher, mm. Jermaine Dupree. Uh -huh. Janet Jackson. No. Because here's the thing. They didn't recognize him at first. If it's fucking Janet Jackson. You're going to recognize yeah. him. Who is that again? Okay. Here's where things get a little weird in this list. Uh, there's a few more people that I would probably recognize. T-Pain. Ludacris. The problem with recognizing T-Pain is it could also be a monster. <laughs> you, could, uh, you could accidentally <laughs> identify as a monster. might be a monster <laughs> boogeyman who's come to steal your soul. That's the other problem with T-Pain. But, ludicrous. Okay, probably You would not. know. You would know. The guy who invented the Ziploc bag. No. Okay. Who? Okay. Important thing. Who recognizes that guy on site and puts that in the Yahoo Answers? Had to have been wearing a t-shirt. The guy? Had to have been wearing a t-shirt that said, ask me about my invention. And on the back it said, this I think that's Anthony Ziploc. Ask me about my super tight bags. Is that Tony Ziploc? I think so. He's got the super tight bag shirt. Are there any other celebs? Because we haven't uh, answered this Ted question. Ted Turner, no. sure. No. Atlanta. Yeah, he just moved in across the hall. Tyler yeah. Perry. Okay. Okay. All, okay. Okay. All the Braves, Falcons, and Hawks. So yes, I mean yes, yeah, you would see right, them in fine. Atlanta. Andre three thousand, big boy, young Jeezy, Bone Crusher, Young Bloods, Young Jock, CeeLo. Okay. Jane Fonda. I've just had a question occur to me, okay. and I'm going to try to phrase it very, very carefully because I do not mean to offend the question asker. I do not know your living situation and I don't know what this uh, building that you live in is like. What is a celebrity couple that is just like renting an apartment across from you? So, oh, people do, people do that all the time. Yeah, I would, yeah? I would here's, here would be my guess on a shoot maybe. Maybe on a on a on on location in Atlanta. Or maybe they have like family in Atlanta. It's not where they want their main house to be, but maybe they got like a little. Maybe they'll have like a loft there. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I would like to think that it would be totally chill 
if you just like ran into the hallway and said like, oh, hey, I, I loved you and such and such. Nice meeting you. Welcome to the building. Okay, see you around. You know I, bet? All right. I bet it would be so novel for this person if you would just not. Maybe you could just like. What if you just see, like, that's where I'm at. Like a housewarming present or like invited him over for dinner sometime and treated him like a normal human being. Right, but that's not how normal human beings operate, Travis. When have you ever gone next door well, to not someone? Normal you- macro human beings, but like normal sociable. We human are beings do that. the most normal human being. We represent. Real at, America. We represent <laughs> an identikit of real America. That, like, we are the mold, Travis. Nobody does this. Have you gone upstairs to your neighbors upstairs and be like, hey, we made pot pie. Come on down for our pot pie. No. By the way, I loved you in Failure to Launch. (laughs) I just, like... I can't be... I can't even... I'm trying to be funny. I can't stop being so angry at this person for not telling me who this person is. Um, I mean, here's the, because here's the thing. I I agree with you, Justin. Uh, not only because I desperately want to know who it is, but I also think that it's an important fact. If it's somebody who's like known uh, for being totally chill and cool, and you know, or if it's someone who's known for being kind of reclusive and not wanting to talk to the press, that's a huge difference. Can I hit you with this? Can I hit you with this, Donald Faison? A Donald Faison, I think, perfectly fits this mold of somebody you recognize, you're not sure what, probably dating some sort of celeb, probably got like a bungalow somewhere, and you say, I love his work. Do I go talk to Faison? He seems fucking super friendly. I cannot imagine a reality in which I would not be more stoked to meet Donald Faison. I cannot think of an actress I would be more stoked to meet than Donald Faison. I can't think of a person I'd rather get a hang on with than Donald Faison. Seriously? That's what I'm saying. This like is the, I have t- the I just flipped the script. Ever. Be- because we are we're, we're the real American mold. We're nervous. We wouldn't talk. We're shy. We understand these social norms. But that Faison is phase that Faison is such a honey. You want to get your Faison? Such a you know what sweet, I mean? sweet honey pot, and you just want to Faison it. Here's the thing. The, okay, so while I agree with you that we we are a perfect, perfect slice of real America, I try to when I am faced with decisions like this and circumstances like this, the way I think about it is in 10 years, will I more regret embarrassing myself by talking to this person? Donald Faison. We don't have to be, we don't have to be obtuse about it anymore. It's Donald fucking Faison. Would I, would I, will I look back and be like, man, really glad I didn't embarrass myself by talking to Donald Faison. Or will I say, Faison. Yeah. I fucking met Donald Faison. I talked to him and like we ended up hanging out. We played Call of Duty together. Super Why chill. Why did you play Call came of over Duty? Came over for pizza a couple times. Yeah. Uh, he ended up being not, best friends. How do you make new friends with Donald Faison? Not to exclusively talk about Scrubs, but I do want to supplement this this tale with a, a personal sort of warning from my own life. I was at LAX uh, last E3, not this E3, but the E3 before. I was at LAX and I saw John C. Riley in the security line, like, Fuck. of course, looking like so dope, had a guitar case, had like the dopest look for his whole steez. His whole thing was like he had a cool hat and he had a cool look and he had such a cool look. I saw him, identified him. That's Mr. Cellophane. That's that's my that's Steve Rule. Like, that's my dude. But yeah, uh-huh. but but. In my head, the name I had attached to him is John uh, C. McGinley. 
No, Justin. Now, hear me out. I didn't go talk to him. I saw him at the ATM after the line and was literally a hair's breadth away from saying, uh, hi, Mr. McGinley. I'm a big fan of your work. So fucking close. (laughs) I was literally in Charlotte. Before I was like, and you, oh god, that was John C. Riley. <laughs> that was not John C. McGinley from Scrubs. Do you know why you didn't act on that? And I think it's the I think this is the most important factor in these types of decisions. You had it it, it is a biblical concept, which is appropriate. You had mustard seed faith. You had a mustard seed size faith that you were a dumb shit. You, ha- yeah. you would, there was a doubt, a small grain of doubt, and you acted. And you walked on the water and ran and you away. You acted on that doubt, and you said, "I there's a there's a point zero one percent chance I could be that wrong." That is the so core of social anxiety: is that somewhere deep down in you, deeper than all your other secrets, you have a suspicion bordering on certainty that you are a dumb shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah. core of it. But okay, but uh, okay. I hope that this helps the person asking this question, but I look at it this way. From my point of view, this isn't like they're out to de- they're not like at a, you know, opening or something in which they are characterized as fancy star person. They're in their home just being a regular person. If you run into them, don't acknowledge it, just treat them like a regular person, treat them like you would anyone else. Yeah, have and a then- party, have a part uh, this is what you do. You have a house party or, yes. a, or a bungalow party. You knock on the door. Hey, I just want to let you know we're going to have a party tonight. We'll we'll be done before 11, so we're not going to go too late and be too loud. But by the way, we're going to have uh we're going to have nachos. It's a nacho party. It's a Fast and the Furious party. So, uh-huh. uh Donald, if if uh if you and your your wife Casey Cobb want to swing by, this is wife's name according to IMDb, then uh, we would love to have you. We'd love to hear some stories on the set. Would love to hear what it's like to work with John C. Riley. Anyway, um, that's just the invitation. Just putting it out there. It was nice to meet you, I, I, um, I, Donald Faison. <laughs> I have a. I, I would like to suggest this. This person has to the the actress and and I guess to some extent the the actor who seems to be less well known, but. I think that it's different because you live so close to them. I think that the best thing that you can do if you if you really care is to ignore them because they go around being recognized and like they're uh, in their day to day life constantly and their their home should be a a, a a sanctuary from that I think and I think the best thing you could do is just give them privacy and not try to like. I mean, if you see him I on the hall, hey, okay, but like, I, I don't try to establish a connection. You don't need to tell Don't me. kick in the door. Yo, face on. <laughs> don't slide notes underneath their face door. Face on, I got a wig. Like, Let's do this. Fan. Big fan. Justin, I'm not saying that when you see them, you start snapping pictures and go, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm faint. I'm saying like, imagine that they were just a normal person who moved across the hallway and then follow your behavior appropriate there's no reason to ignore well, them Travis, or treat that, them these are one and the same these are twain the, the my normal behavior would be to ignore them my neighbor mode right lawn. And you should totally name. treat them like that i don't i'm saying that i don't think when you run into donald Faison in the hallway you have to avert your eyes and say i'm i'm sorry i looked at you mr, <laughs> mr. Faison, I'm, I'm sorry Oh, you burned you burned my retinas. You're so beautiful. <laughs> I should may I touch the hem of your garment, Mr. Please, Faison? please, Mr. Faison, am I worthy? Um Wish I Was Here opens in theaters July 18th. This is a new picture from Zach Braff. It does have Donald Faison in it. They're buddies in real Getting life. Getting it be back buddies. together. 
Oh, they're the next ones, though. Shit, which one's God gonna take? This <laughs> this friendship, this this cinematic I friendship know who is I'm too beautiful. For, but I don't want to say it. It's Zach Braff, right? I I didn't want to say it. <laughs> Before Face On, and not because I hate Zach Braff. I think he's wonderful. Um, I just, I like Donald Face On more, I guess. Um, guys, I know that I don't, uh, I kept this as a surprise for you. I, I know I don't prep for the show. I don't, I'm not the one who. That's not a surprise. I, okay. <laughs> I don't prep for the show, but I did prep for this episode. I brought a special news story that I saw on CNN this morning. When I was going over uh, my headlines, I have a, and this is, uh, this is, a, is it, is it, if you were sending this in an email to us, would it be re Donald Faison? <laughs> no, there is no <laughs> Donald Faison connection, but I think it is a story that you will uh, very much enjoy. It is a head that I'm going to tell you the headline and then we are going to see how long we can read details and it remains funny. But here is the headline. Are you ready? I guess. <laughs> are you sure? I'm not sure because okay, I know nothing about the scenario that you've. Here is the headline on CNN. Okay. Cake boss gets lost in layer of fog. <laughs> <laughs> Cake okay. boss and friends lost in layer of fog. Buddy Cake boss Valasotro's gastronomical gifts were of little help when his 32-foot Boston whaler got lost in heavy fog in New York Harbor. <laughs> People were scared, Cake Boss told CNN of the harrowing journey Friday night with his wife, another couple. CNN, that's not how you credit a person. I, I, I'm sorry, I, that, was my, that was my editorial. That was your attribution, right. okay. Uh, I mean, it is easier to say than his last People name. were scared, uh, Cake Boss told CNN of the harrowing journey Friday night with his wife, another couple of 99 The frosting children. on the boat started to melt off. I didn't know which way to look. Left? Right? I couldn't even see in front of me. That's how fog do. And then an angel <laughs> appeared. thing. I can't um, see the city, said Cake Boss, who owned a boat for six years. I'm thinking it's dark. We wound up going he into this <laughs> deep, deep fog where you couldn't see 10 feet in front of you. We started to get really scared. That's how he, he lost his mind on the boat. He left a piece of himself out in the Atlantic, right? And he was just like saying to his friend, he was like, somebody else had to take the wheel from him because he was like one of those captains that loses their mind and just like points their boat to the nearest rock. Like, here's where our souls are going. Um, and he was just rocking back and forth just saying, I can't see my city. Can't I can't see my, I can't see my city. <laughs> Okay. Cake, cake boss can't see the city. <laughs> so just, just, put a, just to put a capper on this, uh, Cake Boss said a fire department vessel responded about 10 minutes after his distress call, followed later by a police boat. I want to bake them a cake, he said. I want to do yeah. something good for them. It's all I know. He didn't even realize who I was until the end. It was all business. I'm not the kind of guy to say, I'm the cake boss. The cake boss. You have to keep... Keep me alive before everyone else. I'm the cake boss. The cake boss in distress. Mayday. <laughs> they found him on a boat. A raft made of the human bodies of his friends that he took he out. He was lashed to the wheel. Right. Oh, Jesus. He said, my wife was flipping. I couldn't pick a worse bunch of people to be on the boat stuck in the fog with. Wow. Wow. Nobody kept their head on a swivel. So just to be clear, 
if Cake Boss is ever an emergency situation, the people he definitely doesn't want there are his wife and his children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so that's our news segment. <laughs> Cake Boss, I was so excited. I, I, can I tell you something? I was, I was, I was disappointed when I found out a boat was involved. I, I had envisioned maybe a thick uh, fog, right. maybe <laughs> landed on the Lower around. East Side, and he was like, "Wait, what the? Wait, fuck." <laughs> Am I on fourth now or oh fuck oh fuck I can't see my city <laughs> Cake Boss Mayday Cake Boss in distress Oh man uh, so anyway that's our show my brother my brother me it's an advice show or whatever uh, we hope you've had a lot of fun we uh, uh, have an exciting exciting uh, I guess announcement I guess I don't know his announcement yeah. Um, of of the Gespert? Yeah, we have a new Gespert coming up. Donald um, Faison. Uh, we're oh going to record with in a week. So you have a week to uh, submit questions to us for this Gespert. You can uh, send them to mbmbam at maximumfun.org and uh, just put Gespert in the subject line. Uh, our, our guest is uh, Elizabeth Gilbert, the uh, uh, author of Eat, Pray, Love and the Signature of All Things. Like a real... She's like that's a thing. Like that's, that's a, like a real ass awesome person. Like a real awesome person. She wrote my favorite book uh, that I've read in like years, and she's gonna be on the show. So that's kind of crazy. Here's okay. She threw out a bunch of different um, subjects on which she could guess for, and here's some of my favorites: books, getting them written, quests, basic, creative encouragement, general goats, their lore and care. Public speaking, 19th century botanical exploration. Okay. Moving from town to town for no particular we reason. We got that one. Yeah. We, Optimism. We already did that one. Yeah. We've got that. All due <clears throat> respect, Elizabeth Gilbert. We have got moving town to town for no particular reason covered. I would say maybe books. Maybe books and goats. Quests. I say use okay. any of those. Like any, use whatever. Any, whatever you want. Have a question for Elizabeth Gilbert. Uh, uh, she is. Uh, a, a listener to our show for reasons that defy explanation <laughs> and uh, she's going to be here with us so that's awesome what if the three of it's probably because the three of us each represent one of the ideals in the eat pray love trifecta oh, God, I'm eat aren't I yeah you're totally totally oh, eat Justin I think you're love and that yes. leaves me with pray which that leaves me with pray which makes I think it makes a lot of sense. We got you're a very godly man, Travis. Uh, I've been seeing some action on our YouTube channel. Can you fill me in? That's correct. Um, so, you know, we've been a little bit lazy about it, and we are vowing to fix that. So, we've released a couple of videos just this last week. Uh, pop up videos. I've seen people call them pop up videos. I call them fun facts for you know uh, copyright reasons. <laughs> um, but a uh, friend of the show, uh, Jeremy Frank, also recorded the 9:30 uh, New York City live show. So we're we're, we're um, Releasing clips of that, and in case you listened to the last one, the audio quality is better on the video. So yeah, it make is. sure you check it out. Um, You'll really enjoy it. We're also doing uh, fun facts videos, just kind of re-releasing old episodes with fun facts about the episodes, about us, and about just random things. Um, so go check it out. Go to our uh, YouTube channel, MPMBAM. Make sure you subscribe, and then tell all your friends about it. Um, you know. Uh, hopefully everyone will like it and with the fun facts it should be an easy way to get people who maybe don't listen to podcasts yeah we basically just want to get more full length episodes of the show on YouTube just like make yeah. it as easy 
as possible for people to listen to it however the hell they want Because you can share it at a specific point, too. So if there's a specific right. event on one of those. We actually, yeah. it would be great. What we need to do is time code those. I know. Yeah. Well, we had the wiki project. Well, I mean, we didn't. Somebody was working on a wiki. But I don't think it ever Got off the ground. completion. Anyway, uh, there's also the other stuff. Twitter, MBMBAM on Twitter. All of our names on Twitter will get you to us. Uh, Facebook fan page has been popping off lately. Uh, in the appreciation group, I'm sorry, has also been popping off. Uh, you can find those. Appreciation group, you have to request permission to join. That's how we keep them spammers and haters out. Uh, but we're usually pretty quick to to admit people. Um, and am I, am I forgetting any other social channel? Well, I mean... It, it, our greatest source of publicity, our biggest advertisement is you, the listener. So, I mean... Our, can we say our only advertisement? Like, we don't... Our only advertisement right. is you. So, if you like the show and you've got a friend that you think would like it, tell them about it. Burn them a disc, send them a link, get them to listen to it, because that's the only way. And you guys, I mean, really, we've grown over the years because of you guys, and, and you've been awesome sharing. We haven't so spent doing that. a red cent on advertising. It's been no. It's been fully grassroots. And th- we don't thank you guys enough for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you. We You're love you very much. Um, thank you to John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Uh, he was a recent guest on our show. He's fucking fantastic. You can also listen to him on Roderick on the Line with Merlin Mann, another terrific podcast. Um, speaking of terrific podcasts, there's a lot on the Maximum Fun Network you should be listening to. Bullseye, Jordan Jesse Go, Judge John Hodgman, Stop Podcasting Yourself, Throwing Shade, Oh No, Ross and Carrie, The Goose Down, One Bad Mother, Lady to Lady, uh, song exploder risk. risk. There's a fucking. There's a crazy. Wow, note. really? Oh uh, yeah, sawbones. Thank you. I mean, I just figure every. I mean, I. I you did every I other your, show on the goddamn network. I look but at is your. Isn't this just an hour long commercial for sawbones? Right. That's what I'm saying. I look at your download numbers I'm only every week when I post it. So when I post, if you like one third of this episode, you will like one half of wait, sawbones. I'm saying your show is as big as ours now. I'm saying everybody who's listening to the show is already listening to your show. I bet. I don't. I don't know that's accurate. Are you, also, you're looking at also our, special you're looking at our download numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah creepy we're creepo. Mm. Also, special thanks to the Nature Box for supporting the show and being such a longtime supporter of us. Um, if you haven't gone and checked it out, go do that now. Go to naturebox.com/slash/mybrother to get fifty percent off your first order. Go now. What are you waiting for, you fools? Um, we're still working on getting the new merch up. We've had people asking about it. It's coming so soon, you guys, I promise. Until then, go ahead and check it out because we still have t-shirts and there's lots of other Max Fun stuff on there. Um, so if you're just itching to get something, go get a t-shirt this, and we'll put stuff, stuff up there as soon as we can. The new stuff we have coming is really great. There's patches. There's buttons. There's uh, uh, two tote bags. year in review posters that are coming. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell you. Oh, did I tell fuck. you guys that? No, I saw no, them on... Really? Yeah, I saw yeah. them on I went to Chris Grant's for Fourth of July, and he's got them both hanging up. They are fucking amazing. Yeah, Justin graded yeah. those. You're gonna lose your shit. So, um, all right. Thank you, everybody. Again, thank you so much. We love you. We, we love, love you much. very, very much. Um, this final Yahoo was sent in by Nicholas Wolf. Thank you, Nicholas, and thank you to everybody who sent in Yahoos. There's a lot of new contributors this week. If you want to send those in, it's just uh, our emails maximum. We'll still only pick from the Drew, but no, that's not true. Um, it's it's. MBMBAM at MaximumFun.org if you want to get in touch with us. Um, anyway, thank you, Nicholas Wolf. It's by Yahoo Answers user. They have been suspended. <laughs> but before they were plucked off this earth, they asked, Has a baby ever went to jail? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a McElroy. 
I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. My brother, my brother, may kiss your dad. Square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, my name's Dave. And my name's Graham. Now, what do we have to do to put you in a brand new podcast today? Yeah, what do you want me to drink bleach? I'll do it. Yeah, Dave will drink bleach. If that's what it takes to get you to listen to Stop Podcasting Yourself on MaximumFun.org. Don't make Dave drink bleach. Just listen to the show. (sighs) He will, but don't make him. Stop podcasting yourself. 